Welcome to the CRA Resource Show. CRA Resources is a unique recruitment agency with the single focus of providing CRA staffing for clinical studies across North America. My name is Becky Clark and I'm Operations Manager at CRA Resources. Today we're sitting down with Angela Roberts, Head of Recruiting, and special guest Dee Dee Cornelius. Dee Dee is a longtime client of ours and is the Senior Director of Clinical Operations for one of our favorite sponsors. So before we get started, make sure to visit creresources.com slash blog to catch up on our latest blog posts. You can also sign up there to get this content delivered straight to your inbox. So I'll turn it over to Angela so she can give us more details on our topic today. Well, you know, whenever you're a recruiting agents, the agency, in some ways, the topics are quite limited, aren't they? I mean, they're going to be about resumes or interviews or, you know, something like that. Today, That's we're going to true. pick interviews. <laughs> so, but but I want to start today's interview topic with the why it's okay to hate interviewing discussion. And um, and I know Didi, you know, as Becky said, we worked with Didi for years and years and years. And I know during some of the peaks of their hiring, there have been days when we've flunked like six or eight interviews on Didi's calendar any given day. And I know Didi, you hate interviewing. <laughs> I know you do. Yes. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So I want to let every hiring manager that's listening to me off the hook. It is okay to hate the interview process. Absolutely. You know, it's a means to an end, but it's okay to hate it. So I thought we could talk about that because for those candidates that are listening, I think you should know it's okay to hate it too. Um, You know, and if you approach it with a lack of emotion and fear, then you can approach it from a perspective of wisdom and be a lot more effective at it. Right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So Dee Dee. Yeah. Yeah. Your least favorite interview type. Uh, probably the panel interviews. I don't think we ever did any of those, but I've mm-hmm. been involved with them myself and it's just intimidating as far as, you know, you have everyone listening, asking questions. I don't like the panel interviews. I, I most like the face-to-face interviews. I don't think we do those frequently anymore. I, I do like the, the face, face-to-face interviews where you can meet people you know, in person, we used to a long time ago would fly people in or if they were local, we like to meet them, bring them into the office. You know, most of them are over the phone now, though, or uh, go to meeting or team meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, I don't like panel interviews either. Um Preparing a candidate for a panel interview is very hard to keep that candidate from just almost having a meltdown in preparation because in in my view and maybe maybe it's the energy I'm giving when I'm prepping them for it but I kind of feel like it's a firing range you know I mean you've got this lot of people that are just firing questions at you and you you know you don't know where it's coming it's hard to identify theme and and it's hard to build a connection if you've got like four people to your one. I mean, to me, and this is why I think you like the face-to-face interviews, is it, it, the whole purpose of an interview, from my view of the universe, is to build a relationship. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times have you hired someone because you liked them versus the questions you might have asked from a competency perspective. It's not saying that you would have hired someone that wasn't competent, but if they were kind of equal in that way, 
would how many times would you have chosen someone because you started talking about grandkids and y'all had a, a connection of some type? Oh, absolutely. I like that. I like getting to know someone on a personal level. And I think you can do that when you meet them in person and start talking about, you know, their family life and, and things like that. But getting to yeah. know them in person is much better. I agree. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I I love the fact that we're talking about face-to-face interviews because I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I was rewriting our how to prep for face-to-face interview article. I'm hoping to get that published the week of Thanksgiving, but I don't know if face-to-face interviews are a thing anymore, but in a way, what a shame, right? Shame. Yeah. So we used at IBM, we used to, to fly people in and we would take them out to lunch or dinner or both, you know? That's the old school way. There's a lot to learn with that, too, isn't there? I used to like taking them out to um, and then, you know, order a glass of wine and see if they'll order a glass of wine or um, tell them that it's okay to order and then see if they will before I do. And then, you know, are they paying attention to me? Whenever I was hiring my initial recruiting team, I used to do face to face interviews in a Starbucks because they're so busy. Right. Are they able to stay focused on me or do they get distracted? I mean, to me, face to face interviews were gold because you can tell how disciplined they were. And um, and if they'll loosen up and if they just be if they're just real, you know, you want people to be real. That's true. I really like that idea where, you know, if it's face to face, you're kind of controlling the environment it's in. I think there's also something super valuable about the um, digital interface. So definitely face to face, but virtual. And then that way you can see how it's like when the candidate controls the environment, because as we've said many times, sometimes the candidate does not present the best environment. (laughs) Sometimes it's a little questionable and, you know, they're they're standing up, sitting down, looking all over, terrible background. I mean, any number of things distracted going on. And that's their choice. That's how they chose to present themselves. So I think there's a lot to be said for that, too. So I think there's pros and cons to both. But definitely that environment control is a really good factor. I agree. Yeah. Well, or they either chose to present them that selves to present themselves that way or they just didn't think about it. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So now you know that they're thoughtless. My husband hates it when I say that. I'm like, yeah, but did you think about it? Well, no, then you were thoughtless. It's not. not, I'm not trying to slam you here. I mean, it is what it is. Right. But that that's a really key point, too. I had a face to face interview with a gal that I was considering for a recruiter once. And, you know, of course, told her about the venue was going to be at Starbucks. And we agreed to the time and all of that type of thing. And I told her to dress um, business casual. She came in in a hoodie and jeans and sneakers. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, I know we all work from home. So in that context, a hoodie and jeans and sneakers is not a problem. But I don't know. You, you really start questioning judgment, don't you? Oh, what yeah. kind of what kind of face plants have you seen during interviews, Dee Dee? What is like one of the number one things that drive you absolutely nuts in an interview with a candidate that they may or may not do? Oh, goodness. So I guess my biggest pet peeve first and foremost because this is this happens so much is punctuality mm-hmm. so the big thing is like like you said some days we had five six seven interviews in a day and punctuality is a big thing so I would have like a seven minute rule at seven minutes I hang up I'm done but I guess the other thing is like if they're not engaged mm. 
like I can tell, like if I'm asking a question, are they really listening to that question or are they forming their next thought? Mm-hmm. You know, are they paying attention? Are they engaged? Are they going to wait and tell me what their next great thing is about themselves? Another one of my pet peeves is, and a lot of them, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but a lot of them are nurses, mm-hmm. you know, so they want to say 15 times, well, I'm a nurse, you know, so <laughs> I can po- I can point this out because I'm a nurse and, all right, you know, like, I'm just saying that's like a big. <laughs> I agree. I, that bugs me too. And maybe you said okay, that to me way back, and it's always stuck in my head. But I'm with you. You know, you're like, okay, you don't have any medical device experience, so tell me why I should present you for this medical device job? Because I'm a nurse. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that is not going. I mean, okay, I get it. You've got different foundations, and you can learn it faster probably than someone who doesn't have that medical background. But there's a better way to say that, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just that, you know, you can tell by their face. Are you are you thinking about what you want to say next or are you actually listening to what I'm trying to to ask you about? I agree. Are you engaged? And, you know, if I ask them um, about TG, Mm -hmm. you know, do they know anything about TG? Do you know what we're doing? Have you have you been? On our website, have you looked at our what we have on our portfolio? Um, you know, if they have no idea, then I'm done. I agree. We we are too. Whenever we prep candidates, we do that same thing. Is tell me about you know what have you learned about the company? Because we expect them to do their homework. Tell me what you've learned about the company. Um, And if they're like, well, I haven't had a chance to take a look at it yet. I'm like, okay, well, you know, your interview is such and such. You know, you start getting a little bit of a gut churn on how serious they are. And I mean, I get it, especially if they're a contractor that they're thinking, okay, it's a six month, a year contract. See, I don't look at it that way. I want people to choose assignments, contracts or perm doesn't matter because you that company and their projects are knocking your darn socks off. This is this is a therapeutic you want to be a part of. You you agree with the company's mission and you want to help further that mission. And the only way you're going to be able to have that passion is to know what the company's mission is. You know. <laughs> yes, right. and to have like a long-term relationship mindset. You know, even if you're a contractor, knowing that you want to work with this company on these projects ongoing. I mean, if you're a contractor, you can, you know, have multiple things going, sure. But, you know, wouldn't it behoove you to have a um, a relationship with a client, with a company that you love, that is a great symbiotic relationship, that you do good work for them and you love it and it's purposeful. And then you can keep doing it over and over and fill fill out your utilization with that. I mean, it even behooves contractors to think of that long-term relationship mindset. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So now what about Didi whenever the the CRA is asking you questions? Um have you seen any face plants there? Asking me questions. Yeah, cuz we always about- tell candidates, yeah, we always tell candidates to come to the interview with questions. That you need to be asking the hiring manager questions as well, because ideally that candidate is interviewing you just like you're interviewing them because it needs to be I like to see it as a marriage. You know, I mean, it can be a a short living type relationship, but still a marriage. And so I want them to come to you with questions as well. 
Yeah, I've had them ask me, you know, what I like about my company and, um, you know, why I've been there a while. And I think those questions are interesting. And, um, you know, what I guess I like about the structure and the the programs we've developed and um, our long term goals and things like that are are good questions to ask. Mm hmm. hmm. Yeah. And I think related to what you were saying before is, are they engaged or are they thinking about their next question? I know that, you know, whenever I'm interviewing individuals and I ask them what questions they have for me and they ask me, okay, well, how long have you, and this is from a recruiter perspective, but I think it's still the same as how long have you been with the company? So then I go on the spiel as well. I'm the co-founder of the company. I started this company, you know, and they're like, Oh, well, that's nice. Well, can you tell me what? (laughs) Then they just move on to the next question. It's like they have this list of questions and they get the answer and they just move on. And I'm like, see, that was a gold opportunity to learn about my hot buttons. Right. Right. This reminds me of a dating scenario, you know, (laughs) speed dating. It's not necessarily speed dating. You're trying to get the depth in there, you know. Yeah, but it's important, isn't it? I like to tell people that you have to pretend that you're meeting me for a glass of wine and or at a barista for a cup of coffee. And we're just two colleagues that are going to talk about things that we both have passion for. And so I like that, to hear from them, you know, how do they build the relationship with the site? How do they mm-hmm. go in there and, and get engaged? And, um, you know, we, we don't like any of our team members to go in there like they're there to to intentionally find every mistake that's made. And, you know, we're there as a team mm-hmm. and we're going to get this done together. We're not here to find every little I you didn't dot and T you didn't cross. You know, we're here to get it clean together. And, you know, my goodness, I can go behind myself every single day and see mistakes that I made and think, why in the sure. world did I do that? So <laughs> I like them to, to, you know, go into the sites as, as a team member, and um, let's get this data clean together and work together and, you know, get the get to know the coordinators personally. You know, and you'll build a better relationship if you're friends mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, certainly works better that way than to to go in like you're someone from quality trying to do an audit. That I've, oh, that I know. I yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. the new sheriff in town. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's why interviews, I think, are so powerful, because to me, if if and I just took a reference call and I almost hung up on the lady be, because she wasn't rude. She just she kept interrupting me and and she wouldn't answer my questions. And she was a supervisor reference, you, you know, and and I'm thinking to myself, you're no, the only reason why I hung in there is because it wasn't about her. It was about the candidate. But if it had been the candidate, I would have been done because my thoughts would be is how you speak to me on a call or in an interview is how you're going to speak to that site. And and for us, it's all about your relationship and how you build that report at the site level. I mean, you know, their relationship with you obviously is critically important, but they know they have to knock your socks off. What I care about is how they're going to interact with that site. And a lot of times they'll treat the recruiters the way they would the, the janitor or the whatever, because recruiters are just recruiters. Right. Hiring managers get you have a little bit of a different hierarchy over us. Right. Um, so I think that's really important that they build that relationship with you and if you run out of time and you get can't get through all the competency questions you know to me there's two things that I care about the most in an interview 
A, your communication and interpersonal skills come through. And B, you show me that you've got organizational and time management skills. And if you can do those two things, I care less about your competency. That's true. And I'm a that is another one of my pet peeves. The other thing is interruptions. Like I've been in I'm in the middle of something. Somebody cuts me off. I'm like, wait. <laughs> hey, start yeah. answering the question before you ask it. Yes. A lot of times what I'll do is let them finish. I'll say great answer to a different question. Now let me ask my question. <laughs> yeah. Were you just predictive texting me? <laughs> is autocorrecting taking over yeah. your mouth? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, it is. It's about that interaction. I want them to treat me like I'm their BFF. Let's have a real, because gen- that's the other thing, isn't it? Are they being genuine? Do you think they're being real in the interview? How many times has that made you feel uncomfortable when you feel like this is just a bunch of fluff? Yeah, absolutely. And you can almost feel the fluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's yeah. readable. Mm-hmm. Very palpable. What do you think about presentations interviews? Have you um, heard of those? I don't think I have heard of those. Yeah. So we've got we we've seen them. There was one client that was doing them quite a bit. They decided to shift back to a zero. So we're not putting people over there anymore. But they would have these um, interviews and it would be a regular interview. And then they would ask to block out like a 45 minute call to where they would give the person a topic. The person would have to quickly put together a presentation and then the person would have to present. Okay, I have seen that on the uh, Clinical Research Memes website, the Facebook page. And some people are refusing to do those because mm-hmm. they say that, like, you're doing work for the company. Like, oh. you're putting together a PowerPoint presentation because um, someone had to do a project from study startup to study end. So you've done that whole presentation on how to start a project and how to end it, close it out. And you've you've not gotten paid for that, but you've done a presentation for the company. Interesting. So, yeah, no, I don't think that's Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that would I don't think I would ever agree to do one after reading that. Yeah. 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 I think it would put someone into a big pickle, though, wouldn't it? Because. I mean, what is you're right. I mean, I guess I was thinking that it would be like a topic of it would be a benign topic, like how to teach your kid how to ride a bike or because really, I mean, if you look at the spirit of what you're trying to accomplish is how quickly can they organize their thoughts? Then how do they articulate it quickly on, you know, a slide deck or a couple pages or whatever? And then how do they present it? You know, but I'm with you. If it if it would be about I mean, how would I do that for the company for their protocol or their topic, you know, whatever their topic of the day is? Um, I don't know. I always had a little bit of a gut turn about the presentation interviews because I think it puts people so much on on the the I guess it puts them in a spot, doesn't it? To be able to just perform at at will and perhaps not even being prepared to do so. Right. Yeah, that's a tricky one because there's so much that you need to be able to do in the moment, spur of the moment, relationship building and, you know, being put on the spot and 
you know, if there's sticky situations and confrontation and whatnot, but then there's also something to be said for, you know what, I'm not sure. Let me go think about that. Let me go talk to so-and-so. I'll get right back to you. You know, that sort of escalation mindset that I think is very healthy sometimes that like we need to go do a little bit of thinking, do a little bit of research, come back, gather our thoughts and be able to, you know, get back to them with the right answers Mm -hmm. and, you know, admitting that vulnerability, admitting that you don't necessarily know everything, but you're going to find out as soon as possible and you will let them know and you will try to to get that information to them as quickly and as, you know, as well as possible. So I think, yeah, there's something to be said for putting them on the spot, but I feel like an interview in itself is already showing a lot of that putting it on the spot. You know what I mean? That's like maybe another level above and beyond may not be necessary. I agree. Because when you be able to accomplish the same thing to say, okay, if I were to ask you to put together a presentation on how to do study startup for a site, what, how would, what was your thought process? And then have them talk to you about it on the fly. Wouldn't you accomplish the same thing? I would think so. Yeah. I don't know. I think we should correct the industry, Dee. Dee. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Let's fix that. If that's even in their, their, I mean, everybody doesn't know how to do that. Like, right. Yeah. 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 And I think unless unless you're hiring someone to do to put together slide decks, yeah, I can see it at an executive level, right? If you're if you're, but again, not not to your point, Dee, not intellectual capital for the company that the company then can go take and use, but you know, just to prove that you have the skills to do it from an executive perspective. Because I know when I got my PMP, Lordy mercy, I mean, we had to do a lot of stuff like that on the fly to be able to prove that you could think on your feet and handle those types of scenarios and all of that. But that that was to obtain a, a, a an elevated level of something something right it's kind of like giving pre- presentations in college you're kind of expected to do that right yeah <laughs> yeah well ladies this has been so so useful i really have appreciated this conversation i feel like we could go on and on about this even further but i really appreciate your thoughts Didi, and you joining us here today Thank you so much for everybody out there listening. Um, At CRE Resources, we understand you have many options when it comes to selecting which clinical recruiting company to partner with. Not only do we take pride in working with the highest quality CRAs and site managers, we also only work with quality pharmas, biotechs, medical device companies, and CROs who recognize the importance and value of a CRA's role. So feel free to reach out at CRAResources.com for more information about our firm. We hope you've enjoyed this.